0: Hey guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. Well, how many of you guys are enjoying this Advent sermon series. Woo! Woo. Didn't Pastor Ridge do so good last week with the peace message? Oh my goodness. How many of you lost peace last week? Be honest. How many of you lost your peace a little bit last week? Well, I caught myself losing my peace on a rainy day on the Gene Snyder. I don't need to say anything else, do I? No, uh, I was losing my peace, and I was telling Pastor Rich about it, and I caught myself even saying, "You idiot!" And I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Pastor Rich just taught us how to have peace, so um, I jerked myself back to peace and say, "Said Lord." There's a reason that we're going 10 miles an hour on the interstate, so I'm just going to sit back and drive my way to work. But isn't it amazing that once we know something and practice it, how it can change our day, how it can change our week, our month, or even our life. When we start taking these principles to heart and living our life by them, everything in our life gets better, amen? So this week, obviously, we're going to be talking about hope. And our key text is taken from Luke 2, and I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 11. It says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. That is hope right there. Could you imagine? They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior... Yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior of the world was born. Hope was born. And I don't know about you, but I typically think that hope is a feeling, right? I hope I get to go to the beach this winter. I hope that this happens, or I hope that that happens. But hope is not a wish. Hope is not a feeling. It's a person, and his name is Jesus. So when we take our eyes off of a feeling or a wish and we put it on Jesus, it changes everything. And unlike a wish or a longing, hope is an expectation of getting what is desired. The Hebrew word for hope is tikvah. Everybody say that, tikvah, tikvah. Tikvah. It comes from the Hebrew word kavah, and it means to expect or wait on. The shepherds, the wise men, and even the king were expecting the Messiah to come. And now, 2,022 years later, we are still waiting on the Messiah to come back. We are expecting and waiting, and we have hope. This Christmas, you may be hoping for a time with family, You may have a hope of gifts or hope of better times or maybe you're even having hope for a new year and new beginnings. Can I get an amen? (laughs) But too many people today have given up hope and they feel hopeless. People are depressed. People are overwhelmed and full of anxiety. And I around people that either, either feel like they're not good enough or they're way too much. My gosh, that's what they think about me. You're just too much. I'm like, okay, well, I'm still going to be too much. This is how God made me. <laughs> you may find yourself praying this year. Um, I'm praying, but I'm still dealing with fill in the blank talked to so many people here recently that have just given up hope. I've heard things like "Um, prayer didn't work for me. I heard, I prayed, but my person still passed away. I tried to pray the blues away, the addiction away, to find my spouse for the baby I desperately want, for the job I want, but I'm still struggling and prayer is not working. I've been asking God for months now and I'm still stuck in the same place. Can anybody relate? God is not a genie in the bottle. We can't pray and then not do our part and expect him to answer our prayers. Right? We have got to dig our heels down and do our part on the things that we're asking him to do. He wants us to be a co-laborer with him. God wants us to put our hope in him and not anything or anyone else. Proverbs 13:12 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. You guys, if we don't have hope, our heart gets sick. So it's why we have to listen and and not just listen, but live out the words in Proverbs 4, 23 through 25. It says, guard your heart above all else. Drop the mic right there. Guard your heart above all else for it, it determines the course of your life. Yeah. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. So today you may find yourself struggling in your marriage and you've been trying to fix it and you've done, fixed the same thing over and over again for years and nothing has changed. And maybe you're beginning to just give up hope. That nothing's ever gonna change, so why do I keep trying, right? So you do give up, and you just start doing you boo. You do what makes you happy, you take care of yourself, you quit serving your spouse, and you quit communicating about schedule. But maybe you quit communicating altogether. He sits on one end of the couch and you sit on the other end of the couch. You quit doing the small things that make a big difference, like holding hands, like taking your kids to grandma's and you going on a date night. I saw me, yeah, I heard that. Let's do it. Um, I I saw a meme this week that said, our idea of a date night is to take a melatonin at 9 9 p.m. and sleep 10 hours. (laughs) You know, Pastor Rich and I did that on Friday. I get off at four o'clock on Fridays. He picked me up from work. We went and had dinner. We came home by six o'clock and guess what? 7.30, we were in bed. Date night, baby. (laughs) But here's the thing. You can be the bigger person. You can be the one that takes the next steps to renew a relationship with your spouse. You can begin with new hope by praying together, doing a devotional, serving and honoring your spouse again and watch God move. See, when too many times we try to fix it on our own and we don't have the power to do it. So we've got to give it to God and let him fix it you may have lost hope with your finances. I mean, the economy is hard right now. We're gonna, we're gonna speak it, we're going, but we're gonna come against it, right? So if you've lost hope in your finances, you might be feeling like, I just can't get ahead. I never have any extra money to do something fun with my family, and I'm about to give up my hope. But you know, you can renew that hope by being disciplined you need to write down every penny that you spend just for a week just for a month whatever depends on how much you spend write it down see where you're spending your money i know when i did that i was like wow i'm buying a lot of coffee (laughs) that had to change eight dollar coffees too that had to change right um uh but then you set a budget and you plan fun into that budget. You know, today budget is a cuss word, right? We, t- we say, oh, you need to get on a budget. Oh, that's like a cuss word to us. But it's not. A budget brings freedom and it brings discipline. Here's another thing you can do. You can commit to your tithe. And I'm going to say it because God just really this week laid it on my heart that, uh, that Maybe our finances are not being blessed because we've got his hands tied because he says in Malachi that we become in covenant with him and try him, test him, see that he won't open his the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. You can't even contain, right, Jason? They took the, the tithing challenge a couple years ago and God has just blessed them. I don't know, because if you knew how much I made, (laughs) you know, uh, I don't know where I'd be, what I'd be able to do if I wasn't in covenant with God, where I could put pressure on the word and say, God, you said you would supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. And guess what? Gang, he has done it every time. Every time. And maybe you're struggling with yourself. And this is the biggest one. It's the one that holds us back more than anything else. And you may catch yourself saying, you know, I feel like the Apostle Paul. I do what I'm not supposed to do, and I don't do what I'm supposed to do. I have that conversation with the Lord all the time. Like, Lord, like this week when I lost my peace, I know better. Why am I losing my peace on the Gene Snyder? I know better. But what happens when we're in that cycle, we start carrying guilt and shame. And we feel like a failure and like we're never going to be good enough, right? And you may have even gotten to a place where you just want to give up. I'm going to quit that. I'm going to quit that. You know what, God? I'm just going to quit you too. But hope is here and his name is Jesus. The first thing you have to do is forgive yourself. Start over, because his mercies are new every morning, and then it's not enough to ask for forgiveness and repent, but then you've gotta pick up your cross and carry it daily. We can't go, oh, well, I just got forgiven for that, and I'm just gonna walk on my own merry way, because guess what? If you don't pick up that cross, that thing's gonna follow you again. You have to pick up that cross every day. I have found that when we lose hope, we give up and turn to despair. And when we do that, we have a loss of relationships, we get depressed, we are dealing with addictions, and then we might even have the thought of suicide. Listen to these statistics. The suicide rate has tripled since 2020. Teen suicide, ages 12 to 17, has spiked. Suicide is the second leading cause of death for ages 10 to 24. Close to 3,500 attempts a day. That is sobering. Church, we have got to step up to the plate and we've got to stand into the, in the gap and we've got to start giving hope back to people. And hope is Jesus. But let me give you some more. Drug use is up. According to the CDC, 13% of kids 12 and up said they used drugs in the past year. And 32% of high school seniors have used drugs in 2021. That all sounds bad, right? Yeah. But ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low enough. Pastor Isaiah, can I be on the team now? (laughs) Seriously. The way we have hope is to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus because he's the author and finisher of our faith. Peter had hope. He had hope that he could walk on water to Jesus and he was doing it till he wasn't. And you know what? He still had hope in Jesus, but he took his eyes off of him. And the minute he did that, he began to sink. And isn't that what we do? We have hope and we find ourselves saying, you know what, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And we're going and we're blowing and we're celebrating and loving life, but something happens that steals our joy, that steals our peace, that steals our hope. And we take our eyes off Jesus and we put it back in our own hands. right? Isn't that what we do? Okay, God, here you go, God, you can have this, but then when it's not going as quickly as we want, we say, you're not doing it in our timing, so here, I'm gonna take it back, and I'm gonna try to carry it, and I can- I got this, God. No, that, we don't got it, clearly, clearly. The hope we once had is gone. Listen to Romans 5, And I'm going to begin reading in verse 5. And it says, And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. When When we were utterly helpless or hopeless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. God's timing is perfect. Ours is not. So we've got to quit taking it back. There is hope in this hopeless world, and his name is Jesus. Thursday night, I came home. Pastor Rich is already rolling his eyes. Um, <laughs> Thursday night, I came home from a very long day at work. It was an 11-hour day, and I was exhausted. I was hangry. And that alone is enough for a perfect storm with me. <laughs> um, and I'm hungry, and there's nothing in the house to eat. First of all, I knew that I had to keep my mouth shut because poor Pastor Rich. I was already being ugly. I just snapping and I was so not, not good. I was not in a good place. And um, so what did I do? I go ahead and put myself in my room so I don't say something I don't mean. That's called Discipline. I used to just be hangry and exhausted and mad and I'd blow up on anybody around me, but I've learned, girl, go to bed. (laughs) So that's what I did. But um, what I did when I went to my bedroom is I began to scroll mindlessly on Instagram. Anybody else do that? I just scroll, scroll, scroll. Well, I was doing stories and I caught my friend saying something. And when she said it, it hurt my heart. And then it made me mad. I was already hungry. I was already exhausted. And then I became angry. You know, discernment is a powerful gift. She didn't give the details, but the Holy Spirit did. And I knew. And that only made me more mad and more sad. And my heart was broken. And I was mad at myself. I was mad at myself because... Girl, why do you have to be so darn loving and everybody's cheerleader all the time and then they turn around and treat you like that? Why? And the Lord corrected me really quickly. That's who he made me to be. So I'm gonna keep doing that no matter what. And I I wanna challenge us today that we got to do it God's way. But you guys, I, I know I was wrong, but that's where I was at. And while I was laying there, I had realized that I had lost my hope. Because I had had my hope in my friends that they were going to do me right instead of my hope in Jesus that might me loving them where they're at and me being their cheerleader might have been the seed that God is going to use to plant something and water later. (laughs) Can any of you guys ever relate to this? I found myself then saying, Oh Lord, I'm sorry. This does hurt my heart. It has made me mad, but I'm going to give it to you right now so that I can go to sleep. And that's exactly what I did. And the minute that that happened, I was able to sleep. But if I wouldn't have put my hope back in the Lord, what would have happened is I, it would have reeled in my mind all night and I would have been mad and I wouldn't have gotten to sleep. And the next morning I would have been exhausted and mad again. And it just is a vicious cycle. One of the best pieces of advice I ever received was don't ever quit something or start something when you're emotionally fragile. We live a life where the Bible says there are ebbs and flows in our life. So we're going to be on the mountain and we're going to be in the valley. There are seasons as the worship team led us this morning in seasons and some seasons are winter i h-a-t-e winter bad Um, but the bible says in matthew come to me all of you who are exhausted and worn out actually what the bible says come to me all of you who are weary and heavy laden and i will give you rest You can't find it on your own, reeling it around in your mind. You've got to go to him and give it to him and not take it back. So today, I have four ways we can have hope in a hopeless world. First one, choose your circle wisely. Wisely. They say, they say that you become like the five people you hang out with. Check your circle. Are they life giving like Dylan? Or are they sucking the life out of you because they complain and they're negative and they have no faith? Come on, check your circle because when you've got great people in your circle that build you up, that give you energy, guess what happens? You have hope. Number two, watch your mouth. Whew. I've been telling, um, this is free, this story was not in my notes, but this week, um, at work, there, one of the girls is like, oh, my gosh, everybody's canceling this week. I'm going to be broke. And if she said it once, she said it four or five times. And I finally was like, okay, I'm here on assignment, so I'm not living out my assignment. I'm just letting her talk, death. And so I said, listen, you know, the Bible says that there's power of life and death in your tongue. And so I want you to quit saying, I'm gonna be broke, everybody's canceling, and say, only great things happen to me. Everybody wants to book with me and watch him turn it around. I'm telling you guys that there's a lot that can change when you change your language, when you watch your mouth. Number three, become more self-aware. We get offended when people bring stuff to us, about us, because we're not examining our own self. We're not being self-aware. We're not catching ourself. We're not bringing our life to the Lord and saying, hey, convict me here. And What happens is we begin to put our hope in others, in other things, and uh, that just doesn't work. So maybe today you might ask yourself, am I putting my hope in that relationship? Because that relationship is not going to make you happy. You have to find that in Jesus, Your happiness and your joy come from him. You may be putting your hope in that job that you will never be able to get this sense of accomplishment at a job. They're never going to be able to pay you what you're worth at a job. So don't put your hope there. You may be putting your hope in doctors and, um, and vitamins and minerals and essential oils and all this other stuff, but those are only tools that God uses because Jesus is the real healer. We He he gave us doctors. Do not hear what I'm not saying. Doctors are good. Vitamins and minerals are good. uh, uh, Essential oils are good. All this stuff is good, but it's not where we're gonna put our hope. We're gonna put our hope in the Father because he is the healer. Listen to Isaiah 53.5. It says, but he was pierced for our rebellion. Any rebels in the house? (laughs) He was crushed for our sins. Any sinners in the house? Uh, He was beaten so we could be whole and he was whipped so we could be healed. Anything, anything we put our hope in other than Jesus becomes an idol. And he wants us to put our hope in him for our relationships, for our finances, for our healing, for everything. And the last one, Number four is try Jesus. And you're here in church and you're going, I'm trying Jesus. I am. But are you really, are you fully trying Jesus, doing it His way? You know, what would happen if we truly surrendered our life, which is our mind, our will? Come on, our will and our emotions. Clearly, I'm not doing a good job. My emotions get the best of me, and I get mad. (laughs) You know, but what would happen if we fully surrendered our life to him? What if we really stripped away everything that didn't line up with the truth? And the truth is God's word. You know, today in 2022, we've even got Christians that pick and choose what scripture they're gonna believe in. And I was like, wait a minute. But the Bible tells us that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So why are we now changing and saying, well, oh, 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 I'll take that piece and apply to my life. But that, I don't like that. I don't agree with that. That's not going to go with my life. We have got to trust and put our hope in the Word. What if, or what would happen if when we're sad, when we're mad, like I was on Thursday, or when we're stressed or depressed and weary that we go to God and prayer and have him deal with it instead of us dealing with it? What if we fully committed to put our hope in Jesus and try it all his way? Will you stand? And Braylon, I'm going to ask you to turn the lights down right now instead of in a minute. And I want every eye closed. And you guys, it's not, it is for the comfort for those around you, but I really need you to focus on these words. So would you close your eyes? Because if you're ADD like me, I'm going to get distracted by somebody moving around. Close your eyes. And I want you to listen to this. If you've tried it all. All. The jobs, the relationships, the people pleasing, and you still feel empty and you still feel hopeless. If you're really about to just give up, today is a new day. You can make a new decision. And I'm gonna ask if you're one of those people that are about to just give up and maybe it's even give up on God. Right now, in this moment, I want you to start making your way to the altar. You guys, and I don't want you to hold back. If that describes you, go ahead. It just takes the first person to come and then everybody's gonna come. God already promised me there's gonna be tons of people that need hope today. So start making your way. Thank you, Regina. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jerry. Come all the way up. God's got something really special for us today. As you're coming, God showed me that there are so many people who need renewed hope. And he showed me all of the Christians who've lost hope. And there there are people today teetering on The fact that they may even walk away from the Lord. And I'll tell you a few months ago, Pastor Rich and I had a conversation and I said, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. Not my relationship with the Lord. But I don't know if I want to keep being a pastor. It's hard. But can I tell you, I was putting my hope in what I saw, not my hope in the Lord. And when somebody challenged me on that, I'm like, yes. And from that moment, look what God has done in our church. I was speaking death. So if there are some of you still teetering right now on, should I even go up there? Yes. Our prayer team is going to agree. We're going to pray over you guys. Yes. And then. I need you to know if you could have done it on your own, you would have already done it. Right? And today, there may be people here that have never given their life to Jesus. Today is your day today is your day. A relationship with Jesus, not maybe, will change your life. It will change your life forever. The Bible says all you have to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth and then you're saved. It's so simple. Why do we complicate it so much? I believe in my heart that you died for me. And I'm going to go tell somebody that you died for me. I believe in you. You, My hope is in you, Jesus. If that is you and you want to be saved, I'm going to ask you to make your way right here because it's going to be my honor to lead you into the kingdom of God where Jesus is going to change your life forever. Go ahead and make your way. Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys. See you soon.